Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Welcome to the next episode of the Carrots and Cake podcast. I have a special episode for you guys today because I have one of my one-on-one clients here to talk to us about her experience working with me, but also talking about her experience planning out her nutrition ahead of time and the results that she experienced and really the whole process, just trusting the process. I feel like that's a big part of it. So um, I have Renee here with me today. I'm going to have her give a little brief bio about who she is, um, you know, why she came to me as far as wanting one-on-one coaching. And we're just going to go from there as far as having a conversation. Um, so Renee, welcome. Hi, everybody. Thank you. I'm, um, I'm super excited to be here. Um, I love I love talking all things nutrition and um, activity. I just love this stuff. So I'm super excited to be here and um, to share my experiences because really I hope that um, if what I've experienced can shed light on someone else and help them through their journey, I, you know, I think that's, um, I, I think that's, that, that's great. I, I would love to do that. So um, I think the first thing that I wanted to start with was, you know, my story is really no different than anybody else's. I think, um, you know, I started wanting to lose those like five to 10 pounds and never really being able, and I would try things and never really being able to get the results that I was looking for. Um, and through that, through my trial and error with trying to, you know, lose the five to 10 pounds, I, I also, found myself having conversations with people and, you know, just kind of going back and um, thinking about what I've been doing. I didn't feel like my efforts matched my results. I felt like I was putting in a ton of time and effort, which I know you need to do that when you have a goal. Obviously it's not going to happen overnight and you have to work for it, but I really felt like it just, it didn't add up. And then, um, you know, I turned 40 and I went and had blood work done and I had never had blood work done because I always feel pretty um, healthy. So I'm, I'm lucky for that, but I had blood work done and my TSH came back and it was through the roof and it was a 6.9. And so she immediately retested it and it was lower, but it was in the high fours. I think it was 4.8 or something. And I love my doctor, but she had said, well, that's great. It went down. And so now we're just going to check you. We'll check your blood every six months. And we're just going to um, categorize this as subclinical hypothyroidism. And she was done with it. <laughs> I just, it didn't sit well with me. And so, you know, I tried to do some research and I was looking up hypothyroidism and, um, you know, some of all, not all of the symptoms, but a lot of the symptoms, I was able to check the boxes for them of things that I had. And then I was also finding that untreated it could turn into full-blown autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't, that just didn't sit right with me. And so, I don't know, I just started um, thinking about what I could do. And, you know, I've been a longtime blog reader of yours. And so I've followed 
kind of how you've evolved into where you are now. And I, I like the process and I like the plan that you've taken. And I really like the experiences that you've had to get you to where you are now. So I felt like you were relatable. Um, and I really liked the idea of the Dutch test. And so I felt like for me, I felt the Dutch test was really going to be that, um, that eye opener of giving me that look for the hormones of what I needed to do. And so that's how, that's how we got started. That's how I got started working with you. Yeah. 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 And I mean, just what you were saying, I don't think your story is, I just think a lot of people or a lot of women have things going on as far as metabolism and thyroid and things like that. And I do think a lot of times doctors kind of just blow it off or they're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you're well enough. But right. a lot of us, we're striving to be our healthiest selves. We don't want to just be like, I don't okay. want to be average. <laughs> yeah, like, you're hanging in there. You're okay. Um, but you're not, you know, you're not like where you want to be. So right. you know, before coming to me, like what were like some of your main struggles as far as, you know, what you wanted to achieve? Like you said, you had some of those symptoms, but mm-hmm. you know, were you struggling as far as like fat loss, like fatigue, anything like that? Um, I never really struggled with fatigue. I'm a very good sleeper. (laughs) Ask my husband, (laughs) you cannot wake me up. Eight hours of sleep is what I need. Um, but I felt like I always had a, I always felt like I had a puffiness to me. Um, and you know, I wanted to drop the five. I, I always thought I just needed to drop five to 10 pounds and the puffiness would go away. Um, but I also, uh, I was also on the pill forever. Mm-hmm. And I actually started noticing when I was putting more time and effort into watching what I was doing and trying to compare what time of month it was and, you know, where I was, I would notice that I would be puffy for most of the month. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, and I guess that was like another piece that just didn't sit right with me. Well, I, I don't think I answered your question. <laughs> I think <laughs> was, I went on a tangent. It was just more like before coaching, like what were some of the things you were struggling with, which I think you've totally covered. Um, but yeah. you know, when you started coaching, like what was that process like, or what was different about, you know, our coaching style versus, you know, some of the things you've tried in the past? Well, I think, um, well, I think the biggest part was it was, I had a plan because when I was working with you, there was an actual plan. Um, I feel like a lot of the times, um, in my twenties, I, uh, I did Weight Watchers, Mm -hmm. which was so great for me because I learned about meals. I, I learned about portion sizes and I learned about, uh, weighing your food and, you know, so helping with the portion size and, and some of those, the tools that I learned there. I still use to this day. It's so funny. I measure my wine. Everybody laughs at me, but it's something that I started to do just because like, just so you have an idea of what it is that you're consuming. So, um, so I, I did that in the past, but then, um, you know, as time passed, I noticed things just weren't quite fitting for me. Um, I was really active. I was running a ton and I just couldn't figure out how their plan to make it work with all of the activity that I was getting and the calories that I was burning with running and so on and so forth. Um, so that's really the only other plan per se I followed with guidance. 
everything else I just kind of took bits and pieces of. Like, you know, I used to, um, I would read all the things, paleo, um, eating clean, intuitive eating. I would read about it and then try to implement it but I never really had a plan. And then, you know, when I was working with you, I feel like it was like the perfect combination because it was structured, yet it was open-ended, you know? And then it was also, there was accountability, but there wasn't a ton of pressure. And so I feel like working with you and having a plan made the difference, you know? And I think it was structured because there was guidelines that you were following, but we were basing everything on how I was feeling and, you know, what my body was doing in the gym. And, you know, was I feeling struck? Uh, was I feeling sluggish at home? Was I, you know, um, did I have headaches? Was I getting headaches at the end of the day? So we could really, it was open-ended because then we could go back and tailor my macros based on how my body was performing, which I think was a huge piece of it. And then, um, you know, the accountability it's great to know that somebody is going to be interested in not putting pressure on, but interested in if you follow through with your water goal, or, you know, if you were able to get in those, you know, the walking three times a week, um, you know, having that accountability, but not having crazy amounts of pressure where I had to meet numbers and I had to, you know, the scale had to go down five pounds or three pounds within the two week, you know, goal that we had set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head because I mean, <laughs> I always joke about this that I have a very low key approach to macros. Uh -huh. Like, I right. love them. I think they can be so important. They give you data, they give you that flexible structure, but I'm not like right. crazy person about it. I'm like, I don't think you need to hit your macros every single day to get results. And I right. do think just what you were saying, like the biofeedback piece, you know, how are mm -hmm. you feeling? How are your energy levels? You know, right. what's your sleep like or your period like? I think a lot right. of that can give you really good information. So yeah, it was definitely like, uh, like give and take as far as like, okay, what's happening here? Let's adjust, let's change, you know, let's, let's move forward. You know, I think that was probably the plan at the end of the day is, you know, just yeah. make progress every single week. So right. um, to re recap, well, or just to give um, listeners a little bit of a background. So when we started working together, um, what was your intake when we started working together? <laughs> Uh, my calories. Yeah. <laughs> 12 to 1400. Yes. Woo, that yes. was my jam. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, so we started there and as soon as you mm -hmm. came to me, I was like, okay. And you're a CrossFitter. So uh -huh. you know, you're pretty active. Um, and I just knew in my head, I'm like, this is not enough food for somebody who is active, um, who wants to lose weight because that's the right. thing you can't to like lose body fat. You would have to go lower than probably 1200 calories to lose any sort of weight. So for right. us, it was all about a reverse diet. And I think, yeah. how long were you in the reverse for? It was like a good six, not maybe, was it six months? Yes. It was so a good long time. So I was flipping through my stuff because, you know, I just kind of wanted to refresh where I was right now. We did, because again, you know, my whole goal was let's get this, you know, let's figure out the hormones. So let's get to the Dutch. And you were like, that's great. Let's take a couple steps back. <laughs> so let's figure out, you know, let's get your calories to where they actually need to be. Um, to be able to get, to be able to do that Dutch. But so we did, we did the reverse for five months. Mm -hmm. And then I was in maintenance for five months. And at the end of, um, what was it? So at the end of my reverse, 
is when we actually did the Dutch. So we, I waited five months before I could do the Dutch. We did the Dutch and then I got some good information from it. And then I sat in maintenance for five months. And then um, I was looking at things and then I was able to do, I finally did a cut. So I did that for eight weeks. I'm still in the reverse. I'm taking it so slow. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I'm just trucking along, but I'm paying attention to how I feel. I don't have a sense of urgency. And I think that's um, one of the, bi- that's mind blowing to me where when I think back to, um, you know, nutrition and diet approaches that I used to take in the past um, with this, when I finished the cut, I don't have a sense of urgency. It's the craziest thing. I just feel like, I think maybe because I've seen that there has been progress throughout the whole process. Yeah. And God, that's such a liberating feeling. (laughs) Not having that like, but what's next? What am I going to do? I have to, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. There's always that like sense of urgency. And this is why I wanted to have this conversation with you and, you know, share it on the podcast, because I just feel like women come to me and they, you know, they want the weight off ASAP and like, yeah, I can get anybody to lose weight. <laughs> like right. you want to like cut your calories super low and crash diet. Like I, I, I can help you with that, I guess. I, right. I, I don't want to do that. I don't feel good about it, but I mean, I can right. help anybody lose weight, but if you want to do it in a sustainable way, it really does take time. And especially with like the reverse and the maintenance, right. I just feel like so many women get freaked out about the amount of time. Like they, if somebody came to me or even if you came to me and I was like, you know what, this is going to take like 10 months before we can really even do a cut, (laughs) you know, you'd probably be like, "Uh, maybe you're not the coach for me, but it's like, where does that leave you? You're still struggling. You're still doing the same things over and over again. And because you were patient with this process, you had a successful cut. Um, I we've, we've talked about like the scale didn't go down, like a ton, no. but your before and after photos are completely, completely different. different. Yeah. You look yep. way more, you know, toned and jacked and, you right. know, just like the muscles came out, <laughs> which right. is like the look a lot of us, I think are going for. And then your TSH got so right. much better. So do you want to talk about that a little bit as far as like the thyroid stuff and then just like the hormonal balance stuff? Yes. But I, but before we do that, I wanted to say um, something else that's totally mind blowing for me is Throughout this whole process, I have not really altered my workouts at all. Mm-hmm. So to look back from where I started and to where I am right now, to know that I didn't get there because I was doing two a days. I didn't get here because I was making sure that I was walking three to five miles a day because walking's good, but to making sure that I was doing three to five miles a day to burn those extra calories, to be able to move along, to get none of that. I'm just doing my day to day. And even though I'm do, I, I do CrossFit because I love, I just love the movements that we do. I'm not the fastest. I don't lift the heaviest. Like if anything, everybody at my gym laughs because my whole mantra is, Oh, if I'm sweating, I'm happy. You know, I mean, there's, there's some days where I'm just like, nope, my back is not feeling it. And I'm just going to use an empty bar. But then there's other days where I feel on it and today's my day and everything's aligned. And, you know, I, you know, hit a PR. So that being said, taking the time to have the patience to do everything is 
the sweet sauce. Like that, that's what you have to do to be able to get there. And knowing that you don't have to bend over backwards, doing crazy amounts of cardio to get there is, is, is really cool. And then tell me again with the TSH. <laughs> Just your results, because I know you had that six point something and then it went yes. down, but even after that, I believe it went down after you made yes. changes as far as like the Dutch and, um, some yep. of the hormone stuff we talked about. So started the TSH at 6.9. She immediately retested. Then it was 4.8. I think then I started working with you. It went to, I think three, six, I think it was three something. Um, which was great. So we saw results from being, from eating more. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then the Dutch, I liked the Dutch because it kind of gave me a glimpse that, um, things were not as bad as I had thought that they were going to be. So I think a lot of my work with under eating by then going back and just kind of peeling back those layers, um, the Dutch showed me that you know, we were able to reverse some of that. And then the recommendations that you had given me, um, what I did was I started eating, you know, you gave me a list of some foods to stick in there. Mm -hmm. So I made sure that I was a little bit more mindful of sticking in some of, I think it was like the leafy greens. So mm -hmm. I did more of that. And then the seed cycling, because my other thing too, and then it went down. So then I, I, I retested again in six months and, um, it, I think it's two something. I can't remember what it was, but I was surprised because I'm like, it's still going down. Like it just, you know, it felt really good. But again, I think, I, I think a really big piece to this for me is that, and which helps me to keep going is everything that I've been doing is sustainable. It's mm -hmm. not a big deal. It's, you know, like I, I do my workouts. I make sure that I have, oh, it, rest days. I have two rest days, um, which makes such a difference. Um, you know, and then adding in flax seeds, adding in sunflower seeds, that's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. So I feel like all of the results that I've gotten have been based on things that are not that, it, it's not that hard if you just take little bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of the process. I do think a lot of people, I mean, maybe some people need to like <laughs> do a 180 on what they're doing. But I think a lot of the women that work with us, they're already mm -hmm. living healthy lives. They just need some right. tweaks. They just need like a new perspective yes. on things. Um, and that's our goal at the end of the day is to find things that are sustainable and really realistic for you. Because right. I, I always give this example, but if somebody's like, oh, you should drink green smoothies every day, but like, you don't like smoothies. They don't fill you up. You don't have time to make a smoothie. Like that's not going to work for you. You got to find something that works for you for the yep. long term. And I think that's why your case or your case study is so great because you just followed the plan and you did your thing and you lived your life and you went on hiking trips and you did all the things, you know what I mean? It wasn't like you had to stop your life to get results, you know, you right. just kept trucking along. So well, yeah, what is life like now? Or how is it different than, you know, before we started working together? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, um, what you had said, going back to have like the um, nutritional periodization to have mm -hmm. that plan, it makes it so easy. So, you know, just trucking along, there's no stress on, oh, well, you know, when am I going to fit in, you know, a cut or when am I going to, you know, I I've got these goals, but how am I going to fit this in? Well, when you have the plan, when you take your nutrition and you look at it from, you know, a year, you know, you look at where you're at. Um, 
it makes making those decisions a little bit easier. So for example, when I was trying, I was looking through um, what's coming up next for me because I, I'm in my reverse. And then um, I was looking at the calendar. I'm, I'm probably gonna finish up the reverse maybe around the end of February because I'm going super slow. Mm -hmm. I'm probably gonna be in maintenance for seven months. Mm -hmm. But- That's a good place to be. Right. You're, but I was looking at the calendar and I thought, huh, well, I need to be in maintenance for a specific amount of time because my body needs to adjust and it needs to just get used to the calories and just re-regulate itself. Right. And then, okay, June and uh, July and August, I'm not going to do a cut in July and August. That's barbecue and beer season. I mean, there's like, that's, that would be, I'm, I'm not going to set myself up for that. So having the plan it just, it takes a lot of the stress out. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the other things. Cause I know my husband and I, we go out of town a lot and we go snowboarding. And so when I was trying to plan out when I was going to do this first cut, I was looking at the calendar and I thought, well, there's no way that I want to do it in January and February because we're going to go out of town and I want to be able to just eat and not have to think about it, you know? So, um, life is great now because I have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that plan piece is so important. And I, I, when I work with, you know, my mentorship ladies and my group coaching, you know, planning a year ahead of time probably yeah. seems like really overwhelming, but if you have kind of that foundation and you know, there are specific times in your life that are like super busy or like you said, like beer and barbecues, like, you know, right. trips and vacations, like, yeah, to be on a cut, you know, during those times would be miserable yeah. because a cut, you are temporarily restricting your intake and to right. say, you know, you can't have a burger or you can't have a beer or whatever, like that's going right. to stink. So like to really plan right. it out and know what's expected of you. I think having those expectations really does make the whole process easier because you know what you need to do. Right. And yeah, you can't be on a diet forever. I mean, I think that's kind of the mentality so many women have that they're like, oh, I'm going to do this diet and this diet and this diet. And like, right. that's so much stress. I mean, obviously on your body, yeah. but like mentally and physically. <laughs> so right. yeah, I really do think it like takes a lot of the frustration and the like second guessing out of you know what you're supposed to be doing. And at the end yeah. of the day, I think we all just <laughs> want that plan. So we know what we're doing. But I think, I think, um, the idea of being in maintenance makes people nervous because they, they think there's going to be no growth. Mm -hmm. Maintenance does not mean idle. You're not sitting idle. I have had so many, um, uh, I've been able to progress within maintenance so much. So, I mean, I use a different belt loop now, you know, like I noticed that like, I can like, you know, tug my belt a little tighter, you know, my pants are fitting. I'm noticing in the gym, I can see that I I'm lifting heavier when I'm in maintenance, you know? And so don't, I, I feel like the, the message there is don't be afraid of maintenance in the sense that you're not going to be making progress because so much progress can still happen in maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you actually said that, um, I don't know. And maybe a voice message or something to me, uh -huh. but you were like, I have put on muscle. I'm lifting heavier. And yeah, I think yeah. maintenance kind of gets a bad rap. Like, Oh, you're in maintenance. Yes. Nothing's going to happen. But I tell right. clients this all the time, especially anybody working through any sort of hormonal, you know, thyroid issues. Like the last thing you want to do is under eat. So being in maintenance is a good time to obviously help balance your hormones, you yeah. know, 
fix your metabolism, you know, help your thyroid out, but you can absolutely put on muscle. You can, I mean, you can technically lose fat too, but like a lot right. of things can happen in maintenance and right. maintenance is not a bad place to it's be. not a bad place. I would say like 90% of your life should be in maintenance, you know what I mean? Right. As far as yeah. just living at a good, healthy place, feeding your body in a good, healthy place. But yes, so much can happen there for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this is a important question. So why is patience so important to getting results? And you were so patient <laughs> and it paid off, but you know, why is patience so important? Ah, ah, this is a loaded question. I feel like it's, it's, <laughs> I saved it for the end. Yeah. It's so, it's so layered. Um, I feel like, I think in a nutshell, um, quick fixes aren't sustainable. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, if you, if you really want to be living in that body, mind, body, soul, if you want to be living in that place of calm, <laughs> of ease, you know, it's, you just have to take it one step at a time. Um, it's funny. I'm a teacher. And one of the things that we talk about, sometimes I talk with parents about is the gift of time, right? Like, so if you have a little kiddo who's struggling, you know, just thinking about like, sometimes you can't, there are some things that you just cannot rush. And I feel like this is one of them. And the, just give yourself the gift of time is a, um, is a big thing that I think about with, you know, having the patience to be able to do this put the time into it. It's not, um, it, it's not a quick fix. It's, you know, and, and two, like when you allow yourself the time, you are able to peel back those layers and really see what's going on. Um, you know, and you also, as you're peeling back those layers, you, um, you're learning so much more about yourself. You're learning about your body. Um, and you're able to, um, you're able to detach from some of those, um, I don't know, the, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like we've, we've been accustomed to just, um, you know, the, the stories that we tell ourselves about the scale, the stories that we tell ourselves about our measurements, the stories that we tell ourselves about the pant size you know, if you give yourself enough time to really unpack all of that garbage, you get to detach from all of that. And I, I think a good example of that is the scale. And like we, and I've, I've mentioned this to you before, where we all know the scale doesn't necessarily represent where you are, but mm -hmm. that's a lot. I mean, it's easier said than done, but I, I think that was a big standout for me was looking at the pictures and, you know, over the 12 months, of my transformation. And I say transformation, but more like transformation of learning how to eat more transformation of learning how to allow my body to have the rest that it needs to be able to kick butt the following day. So during that transformation, um, you know, if you looked at the progress on the scale, it was three pounds, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Over a whole year. Gosh, that could be so discouraging. But when you look at other avenues, when you look at other ways to measure your results, like it's mind blowing. So, and if I didn't give myself the time, I would have, I know I would have thrown in the towel. 
-hmm. I know I would have just been like, this isn't working. See, I've been doing it. I'm putting all of this time and effort into it. And the scale's telling me, you know, nope, sorry, not this time. But I just, I decided, I made a commitment to myself that I was just going to power through it. And, you know, look at that. If I didn't give myself the gift of time, then I wouldn't have been able to see the actual progress that my body was making. So I think that's the biggest thing. Give yourself the gift of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's definitely happened. We've had clients that, you know, they start working with us and, you know, they're three months in and they're like, nothing's happened on the scale. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if you gave it six months or longer, you know, you would see the results. And I I do think, you know, you had physical changes, but I also Mm -hmm. think like, mind and soul, you know, there are so Definitely. many things that changes. I mean, we had conversations about the scale, you know, all the time, you know, right. and just like you're thinking around that, you know, has changed so much. And right. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It doesn't tell you if you are making progress or if your body's changing or your metabolism's getting better or your thyroid's improving. Um, right. It just tells you, you know, what your body weighs on that scale. <laughs> so. Right. On that particular day, that one day that you, yeah. And yeah. you know, I haven't, um, since my cut, which, when did I finish my cut? I cut, I finished my cut right around Thanksgiving. I haven't weighed myself mm-hmm. and I just weighed myself. I think probably a week ago since then, I, I just, I don't have, I have zero desire because I feel like I'm measuring, um, I'm measuring my success and I'm measuring myself in through different tools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also, and That's liberating. That's liberating. Yeah. 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 And I also think there develops like a, like a trust in yourself. I I don't know if if you can relate to this, but like, you don't have to rely on the scale to know that you are making progress, that you are healthy. Like you just know, so you don't need to constantly weigh yourself. Um, At least, you know, personal experience. And then also talking to clients where they, you know, become less and less attached to the scale. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think too, um, you had asked me before about, you know, what did I learn about myself? Mm-hmm. And I think through this whole process, I learned that it wasn't me. And it's funny because it, that when I say that, it kind of sounds like there's a disconnect between my body and me and like what I do, but it's not that I, I wasn't committed enough. It's not that I didn't believe that I could do it enough. And it's not that like no level of mindset work or journaling would have gotten me the results because I wasn't eating enough. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, it's not that it was me. It was, I wasn't allowing my body to do what it needed to do. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. A hundred percent. Yeah. Bodies need food. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Um, so I know you have to hop off soon since school's going to start, but anything else to add as far as your experience, this whole process, Mm. Um, I, I can't thank you enough for doing this, but I can't thank you enough for changing my life. Seriously. (laughs) I, everything that you do, I is, um, gosh, I can't even sum it up in, in, it's amazing what you do and what you're putting out there. And I've said this before, um, your content is so relevant. And for anybody who's on the fence, who is just, you know, has been kicking around the idea, making the commitment to yourself to do it with a coach and just lean into the coach. You're going to be apprehensive, 
but you also have to remind yourself that what you have been doing hasn't been working the way that you want it to, right? So have trust in the coach, lean into the coach and really just let them guide you. Because if you allow yourself to open up for them, to them, you are going to walk away with so many tools that you can then start to apply on your own. And, you know, you're really, truly taking charge of your life in a positive way. So for anybody who's on the fence, you know, it's, it's a big commitment, but it's so worth it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, we're not technically working together, but we do still talk all the time, um, but <laughs> you know how to do this. Like you're in your own reverse. And I mean, I didn't, I mean, right. I was like, yes, do the reverse. But I mean, I didn't right. tell you, you know, what to do as far as adding calories. Like you've done it, you know how to do it. Right. So you can do this for the rest of your life. And I mean, right. I tell clients all the time or group coaching clients. I'm like, this isn't hard. You just got to learn how to do it. And right. once you know how to do it, you can do it forever. Right. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so worth it. Everything is worth it. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I think this was hopefully going to be really helpful to a lot of people who are maybe on the fence or, you know, have been doing the quick fixes and they want to do something different. Um, Because yeah, you, you nailed it. You were like, you know, if you're doing the same things and they're not really working and you don't worry, you're not where you want to be, um, you know, working with a coach can be helpful because it is a second set of eyes. It's another brain, you know, it's a different, different ideas, um, different way to find something that's going to work for you. And yeah we're not going to throw you in a box and give you a food list and just send you on right. your way. Like we really try to tailor all of this to you and you know, what's going on in your life. Yeah. And I mean, this is your craft, right? So lean into the person who is so is, is knowledgeable in this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Renee. Thank I totally you. appreciate this. Um, and if you guys are interested in one-on-one coaching, group coaching, you guys know where to find me, but Thank you so much, Renee. And thank you. Okay, you too.